Welcome to Movie Babies. I'm Devin, the sassy Black Ranger. And I'm Sean, the white, uninteresting one. <laughs> uh, you're the straight man. Yeah. Uh, we're Movie Babies. Uh, we review the newest and latest trailers, which is a movie baby. And we tell you what we think. And we do it in a really... Usually negative way, <laughs> um, but who? But you know, every once in a while, you get a little gleam of hope, and we love something. And when we love something, Sean, we set it free. We set it free. Here's the thing: last episode, we loved Triple X. Mm-hmm. So I feel like anyone who's like, "Oh, you guys are being pretty negative." Guess what, bitches? We like Triple X. Yeah, we like things. We like dumb things. Let's put it this way: in a world. Divided, Not to uh-huh. in a world your ass, but in a world... In a world. Where we've elected a leader that the majority does not want, where indigenous people and people of color are being marginalized by their so-called allies. In a world where we can't even unify to rally against our common enemy with the same political needs and desires and a brotherhood amongst the causes where we can't get past ourselves. Sean, uh, everyone just checked out. <laughs> we had them, and then you kept, you kind of just kept going with it, and we lost them. In we, that world. We need the cliff notes here. Where we are in need of some type of unification. Mm-hmm. The movie babies are here to not address any of those issues and to bitch and whine about movie trailers. You know, uh, we always had... You know, technically, the movie babies are the trailers, mm-hmm. but every once in a while, the movie babies are us. Oh, yeah. I'm, all, I'm of the camp that we are the movie babies because we're brats. Because we're little brats. Yeah. Where there's two boobs, mm-hmm. we have nothing better to do than to whine about the newest trailers and tell you what to do and what to see. God damn it. We're not going to have a Planned Parenthood in a little while, and all we're going to do about it is tell you not to go see a dog's purpose. (laughs) Well, that's our purpose. And in today's episode, our purpose is to share with you the good word in The Shack. And we're also going to be discussing a crime against our childhood, the Power Rangers movie. So let's get to the episode. Sean, are you suited up? I'm I'm not wearing pants. Close enough. It's morphin' time. You can do this. I can't. Not on your own, you can't. This is your flying lesson. All right, intro battle. I came up with, um, you know, based on Mighty Ducks 2, the quack attack is back, Jack. Yes, go on. The shack attack is back, Jack. Quack, quack, shack, quack, shack, shack. shack. <laughs> uh, mine was, I got me a car. It's as big as a well. And we're heading on down to the shack. Perfect. That'll work. 
Not the love shack. This is, no, this, is just, this is the torture shack. This is I the, think. the child murder shack from this, the trailer. It's yeah. hard to understand. This is a horror film that we just watched. It's weird that, you know, this seems like it's based on like a really like Oprah Book Club type book. I'm sure you'll yes. tell me exactly what this is based on, but like how heartwarming and everything and like Hallmark Channel, it seems that the initial premise is like, yeah, it's a child murder, and we're going to take you to see the body. <laughs> yeah, and he has to go back to where the body was, like, murdered. Yeah. And he just has to stay in there. Oh, man. Um, Dark stuff. Do you want to describe the trailer we just watched? Because we just watched The Shack. It's a March 3rd release. Stuart Hazeldean? Who has done nothing. He did a movie in 2009 called Zam. Oh, he did the exam. Okay, so I saw the exam. You I saw, saw it on exam. Netflix. Oh. It's kind of like, this is weird, because mm-hmm. it's kind of like a Saw-type movie, <laughs> where these people are locked in a room, and they have to take this test, uh-huh. and like if they fail, they're they're killed. So do you think this the book this was based on was just like a nice Oprah book club <laughs> thing? And then he's like, look, we need I, to- I'll do this book. I'll do this movie, but I need to add a little spice to it. So he made up the whole, like, murder angle. I hope so. <laughs> just I hope that's a, like just in- a, like, flown-in aspect of the movie. That would be pretty funny. I seem to recall that movie being, like, a serious, like, kind of horror-esque, torture uh, and, kind of... And is it like those movies where it's just, like, they're stuck in the one room? They're stuck. Well, the word I'm looking for is, like, uh, it's it's... I mean, it's like a bottle movie. Either it's, it's a bottle kind of episode, winner. but it's um, it's a survival type situation, like test type, yeah, um, thing. So is that the through line between this? Like, the producers are like, "Hey, you did a movie where it's in one place, one room, one setting, and there was a test. The shack. It's kind of like that. It's one house, and the test is." Do you believe in God? <laughs> is that and is are we sure that's what this is going towards? That this is like a okay. So I read Christian movie, like the Wikipedia. I know the info. Okay, but I am curious. What do you think the trailer is about? I think the guy from the Clash of the Titans movies, an Avatar, an Avatar. Yeah. He's in, he's he's got a family. He go, he goes on a camping trip. His daughter goes mysteriously missing. She's murdered. He's dealing with the aftermath of this. It's damaging his relationship with his wife. And to get his head right, because he's kind of just, like, kind of off dolo on his own. Maybe he got a divorce or something. Maybe that's not really implicit in the trailer, but maybe that's the case. And this is God's punishment. And and, and he's he's kind of being tortured here, or torturing himself. And then all these people are trying to reach out to him and help him get through the mental anguish of the loss of his daughter. But... It takes this magical, almost kind of like collateral beauty-esque, like, card to arrive in the mail to whisk him back to the shack, which has now been retrofitted as this kind of magical uh, Willy Wonka land of... It reminds me of the What Dreams dreams Will Come. What Dreams Will Come, yeah. (laughs) The (laughs) Robin Williams. What Dreams Will Come. (laughs) The Robin Williams one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go in the... Well, it reminds me of The Stand. I just watched the miniseries of The Stand with uh, Keith this last summer. Mm -hmm. And all these people, after this kind of post-apocalyptic thing, have been beckoned by this old black woman who's, like, got these psychic powers to, like, kind of connect to all these people to get them to battle the forces of evil. And Octavia Spencer in this has kind of given me the, like, Mob Dukes vibe from, like... 
from that movie. Yes. Uh, or that story. Um, so I'm not sure. The magical land element, are they in heaven? Are they in a wet dreams will come scenario? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, a lot of wet dreams happening in that shack. Because there's, there's like, kind of these miracle things that they're doing. He's, like, running on water with the Iranian guy. Yes. And, like, um, uh, the the forest is, like, now this kind of magical Garden of Eden-esque kind of yes, colorful very much. thing. So it seems like they're pointing at these biblical... Are yes. they angels? I don't know. So the book was a couple years ago. It's a Christian novel. So ding, ding, ding. And, Nailed it. Uh... Octavia Spencer, award-winning and just nominated. She, she was awarded. Was she? Didn't she win in the help? Oh, I thought you meant like from Christian. From God. <laughs> she was, yeah, she was, God came down from the heavens <laughs> and I was like, "You, you're the winner. You may play me." Uh, so she's she's God in this, or oh, okay. pa- or Papa, as Papa. the letter said. Wait, what does the letter say? Okay, so there is a quick shot of him getting the letter. There's something in his mailbox. He looks around. He's like, it's snowing, and there's no footprints. How could this mail get here? It's a magic mail. It's a, it's a weird conclusion to come to, but okay, sure. I see what you're going. The letter says, it's been a while. I've missed you. I'll be at the shack next weekend if you want to get together. Signed, Papa. Aaron Lewis. Oh, wait, what? Signed, Papa. So, this whole movie is weird. It's either two ways. Without knowing, like, reading the Wikipedia, I would either think it's an analogy for God, right. or it's, like, a weird Tinder date. This is, like, <laughs> this is like Tinder before they had phones and the apps, and, and it's just, like, the, someone gets a mystery letter, and it mm. says, hey, big boy, what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> Meet me at the shack, and you sign it, Papa? Yeah. All right. There's another scene, too, where um, Avatar guy is back home. He's depressed. He's He has a snowblower, mm-hmm. and he meets the neighbor, who I think is Tim McGraw. McGraw. Yeah, I think you're right. And he's Country in there. singer Tim McGraw. And, he, and Tim's like, uh, hey, hey, hey uh, which, need some help? Want to wanna come over for dinner tonight? Mm-hmm. Is there? There's a. I was getting you some think vibes this is a there. Tinder hookup yeah, situation? I think I think this is another Tinder situation. He was plowing his snow, and then Tim McGraw <laughs> was offering to plow something else. Plow is no no. Um, yeah, it kind of it kind of did have kind of like that American Beauty kind of like neighbor yeah. longingly doting on Kevin Spacey kind of vibe to the invitation. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, oh, you looked a little depressed. Good thing I'm into that. That's my that's my thing. And because it's a Christian movie, they'll find a way to punish that character for being. Oh yeah, gay. he's he's winding up in the snowblow. Yeah. Do you think snowblower. they'll frame him as the killer of the child and be like, "See, gay people kill children." Oh whoa, that'd be an interesting twist. Don't trust the Christian agenda. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing that leads me to this tender thing. So we go <laughs> to the shack. Yeah. We finally get there. Yeah. And it's uh. Uh, Spencer's papa, mm-hmm. and she's like the pimp, I guess. And then she's with the other person, who's supposed to be Jesus. The, the, the I think he's Arabian. I I'm not even gonna try to pronounce his name okay. because it's a it's not one. It's above my pay grade. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Pronunciation um, of anything. But, or but his, his name does start with three A's. So I'm just going to call him Triple A. Perfect. Uh, so Triple A is Jesus, mm-hmm. and. Jesus has, like, a hot Asian waifu mm-hmm. who I don't know 
who that character is. She's the Holy Ghost. Is that? I don't know. Maybe. Are doing, the Trinity, it looks like there's four people in the, in the magical squad. Yeah, because it's the... It's, it's it, the... We have God. We got God. We got Jesus. Jesus. We've got this Holy Ghost woman. And then the gal who always pops up on all the um, hospital shows, the uh, Mexican woman who is often the mother of a small child in, like, TV dramas. Well, she must There's be the... more people in the squad. Okay, well, she must squad. be the Holy Ghost, because I do not remember her from this trailer. It's when... when it's at the part where she, he's like, uh... I don't even remember what she says, but she's just, she's got, like, a little clip of her face just saying something inspirational to... She's like, I will... Guy. I will visit you in, for mm-hmm. one... three times this night. Yeah, exactly. Okay, there's an unknown amount of God Squatters that we're <laughs> uncertain about. Yeah, I mean, who else is in God's lineup? Because, like, it's kind of... I think you're right. It's the uh, mm-hmm. Trinity, right? Yeah. You have you have God. You mm-hmm. have Jesus. You have the Holy Ghost. You've got Trinity. You've got Neo. You've it's, got Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> and, the, and there it is. There's the God Squad. Yeah. Uh, unless it's, like, uh, that South Park episode where it's, like, you got, like, Santa and you got Muhammad. Oh, yeah. There's probably one of them is Santa. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Okay. Santa, I mean, do that Santa angle, too. You got the snow. Yeah, And Christians Christmas. love Christmas movies. Oh, man. I mean, it's in the name, right? Yeah. Do you think that Sam Worthington will turn out to be the murderer of his own child? <laughs> and that all of this is kind of one of those, like, um, psychosomatic, like, buffers to, to absolve himself of guilt? Okay, well, funny that you said that because, yeah, my first impression was like, okay, this is either tender the movie. Or <laughs> really curious why you're stuck on that. <laughs> you, you gotta, you gotta, op- you gotta open your eyes okay. and watch this movie. I've never tindered before, so I'm, I'm maybe I'm missing it's out. It's basically. On... Did you notice he kept swiping right on the letter? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know. All right. Um, but the other vibe I got was, oh no, this is a continuation of Split. Oh, okay. The movie we just saw. These are his multiple personalities. And this is like the thing, not a giveaway in Split, but the multiple personalities develop from trauma. Mm-hmm. And right. I was like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. He so. just had some trauma. He lost his kid. And now he's in this cabin. And he's like, imagine. He has all these characters. It's like, guess what? All those characters are you, dog. Yeah. You're God. You're Jesus. You're the hot Asian lady. And you're the <laughs> ghost lady that I am not familiar with. The In the movie Baby's Universe, where all movies share the same backstory. Yes, trademark. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, this has definitely got some split vibes happening. So if he... If it's... See, I don't trust this director to not... Ha- it not to have, like, a weird twist ending. I don't think it's that, given... To determine if it's a... Twist, we got to look at the writer, right? Mm-hmm. So the writer did the Crouching Tiger sequel for Netflix, which I don't think anyone saw and nobody asked for. Nope. It's a very strange one. But he also is the creator of Marco Polo. Also kind of, I've never seen it, but it looks like that Game of Thrones ripoff yeah. on Netflix. I would have to watch that Marco Polo show and be like, all right, what kind of tricks do you have in that bag of yours? Well, do you think they're just going to follow the book? I mean, like the twist will be what? the twist is in the book, right? I mean, it's probably not a twist. It's probably it is what it, you think it is, where he's like, oh, no, you really met God. God just yeah, is yeah, hanging yeah, out yeah. in a cabin yeah. or shack. So it's not a twist. It's just, it's just let's, 
get you to accept the fact that your daughter's gone and we can do all these other miracles like run on water and stuff, but we can't resurrect your child because, <laughs> yeah. you know, God can only do so much, man. Uh, and then he's supposed to just kind of get back together with his wife and go back to living a normal life. That's... I guess so. That's what's always weird about these movies, and that's like, not to get into religion here, but we're going to get into religion a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, that was always my weird thing about those religion things where people are like, oh, everything happens for a reason, everything has a purpose. Right. And it's like, but there's so many people who just have crappy lives. Right. So either those people were awful people in the past life, or maybe, you know, not everything has a set purpose. God just needed another little sweet angel for his choir. That's why he brutally dismembered your child. <laughs> yeah. What's this what's that Bible story too where God like him and the devil is just like chat like growing out chatting and then uh, the devil's like, um, people just love you because they're scared of you or blah 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 and because you give them stuff or I, I forget what the conversation was, but then basically God's like, Oh yeah, watch this. I'm going to punish this dude's life. I'm going to kill his family, and he's still going to love me. He's still going to grovel at these feet. Is that like the Job or the Abraham? Yeah, I think it's one of those. And, like, yeah, he just punishes the poor dude. Not really Bible literate on the movie babies here. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I nailed that. (laughs) Pretty sure that was in the King James Bible. Mm -hmm. You you might not have read that one. So is that... A continuation of that story, and if it is, then the original writer is kind of a hack in itself. Written into a corner. He's always stole a Bible story, and he's like, "No, this is new." This has given me real collateral beauty vibes too, in the in the sense that he's being visited by these extra spiritual creatures or whatever, whatever these guys are, angels or yes. ghosts or what have you. It kind of, the the severity with which he's like, I'm not going to accept this. Like, I want to hold on to my hatred. I want to punish yeah. the guy that did this. And and the, you know, the ghost trying to talk him off that ledge or whatever is like, oh, that's a lot like Will Smith and Collateral Beauty. One, I think there's a couple actors who are in Collateral Beauty in this one really? as well. Um, check that out on your own time, people. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't do all the work for you, okay? Just gonna, just gonna spout uh, theories that have no basis <laughs> in reality. Two, I think this is a better trailer than Collateral Beauty in yeah. some respects. Also, one of my complaints of Collateral Beauty was I didn't like how they were kind of encouraging him to be crazy. Like, Will Smith's like, oh, I'm seeing all these weird visions, and all his friends are like, Oh yeah, that's told. That's normal. You should follow that. Mm-hmm. But like at the end of this one, the wife is like, "I believe you." I, I believe you, and that seemed earnest to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seemed. I don't know why. I, I believed her in believing him. Oh man, why? And at the end there, it looks like she's in a hospital room, and I'm assuming he is in the hospital bed when she says that to him. Oh, you think something happened to him? I think something happened to him. I think he was maybe in a coma or something, or maybe he was like. He went to the shack oh, and no, like, is it all a dream? It might all be a dream. <laughs> but I think like what that shot made me think was like all the it's like that's basically the last part of the movie. He needs to convince her that all this shit that happened in the magical land, in the magical <laughs> garden, actually happened and meant something and the fact that she will say that she believes him is just going to completely it even if it didn't happen. I wonder even to that point if this whole movie is him retelling it 
on the hospital bed. Yeah, you think that it's they're doing a movie baby's no-no? They're doing that. <laughs> Let me start you back at the beginning. Let me start you. It all started at the started beginning. It all started in Genesis. Uh, yeah, so I really hope it's not that. Yeah, I hope it is not that, too. Here's a new segment on movie babies. Mm-hmm. We're world uh, acclaimed for Can You Home Alone It? Oh, yeah. Go for it. My newest segment is Can You Tyler Perry It? How so? Here's the thing. Octavia Spencer, good for you, world-renowned actress. Mm -hmm. But what happened when you put Medea in that movie? (laughs) (laughs) Should Medea be Uh, God? Yeah, okay, so... uh, That's the thing about these movies, like mm -hmm. all these Christian movies, they're all the same. They all, like the main actor, too, he just, he's just... It's a bummer. Mm -hmm. He lost his kids. I understand. Don't just do this whole performance like one note. And even like Octavia Spencer, she's like this the nice mom character, like very loving. And Jesus has doesn't seem to have a personality. Yeah. Am I allowed to say that? Don't strike me. (laughs) So I feel like you need a little levity. Mm -hmm. You you want a Medea just kind of poking at him the whole time. uh, Just a little Medea in there. Okay. And make. God, a little more sassy. Yeah, all right. I could see that. What if, what, how about this? Yeah. Can you shack foo this movie? Because <laughs> the, the, the movie's the, called The, the Shack. The popular, shack the, popular, the ever so popular Shaquille O'Neal uh, video game, side scrolling fighting game, Shack Fu. Can oh, you know. Shack Fu the Shack? <laughs> uh, what character would he play? Oh, yeah, what about this? Shaquille O'Neal is Sam Worthington in. in Oh, and he goes visit Medea? Yeah, he's got to battle his way through the streets and then all the way to... And he's, like, fighting, like, demons. Sure, yeah. Like, might as well just go all out with the Jesus stuff. It's like... Oh, you're you're felt you're fighting uh, hell demons. Right, right. You got some hell spawns in there, mm-hmm. and Sa- Shaq food. He's chopping left. He's mm-hmm. chopping right. Mm-hmm. He's swiping right. Because we're also putting the Tinder element back in this. He's pulling the backboards <laughs> off of off of basketball. Five slam a jamma, slam mm-hmm. dunk, backboard shatters onto the monsters. Um, and he picks up the glass and stabs them. Yeah. Did Shaquille O'Neal have like a catchphrase? Was it not five slamma jamma? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, I thought that was that... the funky dynamite catchphrase. Okay, so you can't Medea this. You also can't Shaq food this. I feel like we were close though. <laughs> um, you want to rate it? Yeah, let me let me uh, we check our notes and make sure we didn't miss anything. This is where I I'll serenade you. Don't walk away, boy. I'm you don't walk away. Keep your eyes on me. <laughs> oh, is that the song from the... Keep your eyes <laughs> on me. It's a shack for you. Ha, ha, ha. All right, what do you got? All right, well, I don't got anything else. That's let's it. Ra- let's rate this. We're going to rate it. Rating system goes a little something like this. You do it this time. Oh, no, you're, you're in the groove. I, I do. I always do it. You do it. Yeah, because that's your thing. Like we, people are going to be so confused. Fine. Here's the movie, baby. Rating system. It's based off an old Coca-Cola ad in the theaters. Check it in the show notes. The bottom tier on if you do not like something, you say, 
I love robots. I love robots. Which basically means, you know, you're not, you're not into this trailer. You love robots. You're thinking about other things. The second tier is, as the man says in the ad, in space with zombies. In space. In space with zombies. That means you like the trailer okay, but if it added other elements such as Medea, Medea, Shaq Fu, Shaq Fu, or zombies, you would bump the movie up a tier. Sure. The highest rating you could give this movie is, are you cool if I scream? Like a lot. So you cool if I scream? Like a lot. And so we're just gonna say, like a lot. And that means we were digging this trailer, the trailer sold us to get that ticket to see it in the theater. So Sean, with all that said, oh. what would you rate The Shack? I'm gonna say, I'm not gonna run out of my house to see this based on the trailer. Usually not up for the Christian undertone, overtone movies, but this one seems odd enough. I think I'm getting more into the mode of going to see those when they pop up because I know that they're usually, like, especially like the Kirk Cameron ones and like the... The Saving Christmas, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like they're so absurd and they're getting so The Room-esque in their awfulness that yes. it's kind of worth going to see them. Um, but would you see this in a theater or would you wait for it? To I don't, like I would be on my phone the whole time if I watched this here yeah. at our house. Spoiler alert, we live together. Um, I'm going to have to go with In Space with Zombies because... That's the middle tier. That's the middle one because I can, my hand can be tipped to, to kind of go out and see this. Maybe the second trailer will give me a little bit more. I feel like if it does get twisty, if it does uh, kind of sway more to the realm of this director's previous film, The Exam, where it's got <laughs> some kind of yucky darkness to it. Yeah. Um, and he's she's just testing him constantly, like, yeah. where, where was I born? Right. Uh, what happened to Job? <laughs> oh, it becomes the Jeff Foxworthy, how well do you know the Bible <laughs> yeah. uh, game show? <laughs> that I forced you to watch an episode of. Yeah, yeah if Holy it turns shit. into that. Does he make an appearance in this movie? Jeff Foxworthy? Yeah. Yeah, he's probably the devil, right? Oh. Yeah. That'd be actually... Pretty good. Yeah. Um, all right, well, In Space with Zombies, I don't know if I can give it In Space with Zombies. What's it lacking? Everything? Everything. I mean, the problem with these movies is they all feel the same, and I can't I can't see where it would take it. I don't think it would be brave enough to go where we just went okay. in this episode, because that's what you need, Hollywood. Hey, <laughs> you, need some, you need some more dudes in that writing room who take the chances. That's right. It looks, there's too many cliches, like like the footprint stuff, mm -hmm. um, him running on water. Right. It's like, hey, remember this from the Bible? Yeah. It, it's here. It's like, okay, like, is he and Jesus going to get drunk on water wine? Oh, maybe I'm into it now if that's just, if this turns into a party movie. <laughs> and they just, they're just like trashing the shack. <laughs> Basically, if they turn it into the love shack, maybe mm -hmm. that's where I'm, I'm going to turn into it. As it is, I think it's just going to hit you hard with the God stuff. Yeah, um, I can see that. I don't think they're going to be brave enough to give you those twists. With that said, it's like uh, there's nothing there for me. I'd rather see I'd rather see a dog's purpose really? than I think this movie. Even though the they're straight up torturing animals. Yeah, that's why I want to see it. <laughs>
All right. Maybe I need my own visit to the shack. Perhaps. And get the, your mind right. Get my mind right. <laughs> uh, but if if I go to my shack, mm-hmm. I want yeah, I want I want Medea there. Who do you want at your shack? Who who would be who would be your papa? Oh, the notorious B.I.G. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Just like and, B.I.G. and then uh, Tupac is Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, because in heaven it's like West Coast, East Coast. Guess what? It's we all did the same it. coast. Yeah. We're on the same in coast. In heaven, it's all the same coast. <laughs> and I'm like, you, they, where were where were you when I when you my fucking daughter got torn out of my hands? And he just goes, uh. <laughs> That's his answer to everything. And two balls like, side. I mean, oh no. Heaven side. Heaven side. I think we just did it. I think we just reviewed the shack. Oh, uh, special thanks to Caitlin. Oh, yeah. Shout for, out to Caitlin Argyle. For suggesting this uh, movie trailer to review, and I think we're better people for doing it. Yeah. I feel more at one with the Notorious B.I.G. than I did at the beginning of this segment. Yeah. Uh, so who's who's that knocking on your door? It's the uh, Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to love Shaq. Do you get it? Yeah, get it. <laughs> it's morphin' time. Do it better than anybody you ever seen. Do it. No one man should have all that power. It's not chicken. I just count the hours. It's a lot of gold. This is your destiny. This is your time. Make my movie babies grow! That was my intro. Uh, what does that even mean? That, I don't... Oh, because make the trailer into a movie? I, sure, why not? I don't think you thought this one through. Not really, no. <laughs> The other one was just the it's morphin' time, and that's not... It's morphin' time. Uh, what else do they say? D- pterodactyl. Uh, Wooly mammoth. Wooly mammoth. Black power. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're just saying things from Power Rangers. <laughs> None of these are good intros. Well, okay, we'll try this one. Okay, go ahead. I'm black. From the from the trailer. From the when the yeah. white kid says it. Yeah, you're supposed to keep doing the bit. Oh, sorry. No, you're not. What? What? Oh, really? What? Huh? Oh God, this is our worst intro yet. Yeah, this is pretty bad. Okay, wait, 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 wait. we're gonna keep doing this. Okay. We will stay here all night <laughs> until the, we, we fuck get up the Mind Over Power some Rangers sort intro. An intro. All right, what about this? Sean. Yeah. This is your destiny. What do you mean? To review. Bad reboots, remakes, and nostalgia from our childhood over and over again for the rest of your life. I accept that challenge. Because you are the movie babies. Movie babies. Right, it's, right, right, right. It's, it's podcast time. It's podcast time. I like that. That's Bo- better. Boob one. <laughs> All right. We're watching. We just watched the new Power Rangers. Is it just called Power Rangers? Is it called Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Uh, it might. Is this called Power Rangers? I also saw on the little logo. It yeah. says Saban's Power Rangers. Okay. Who I believe is the original uh, creator. Company. Yeah. Yeah. It was or the company. Company. That, yes. That put out. Um, Power but Rangers it is show. for all purposes just called Power Rangers. 
releases the end of March, Lionsgate, director, Dean, is there, is there Eli? Whoa. I don't know that. Dean Israeliite. Is yeah. that what you wrote? That's what I wrote. Okay. That's what his he, name. What did he make? He's only done one movie. Which one? And it's Project Almanac, 2015. It's a time machine movie. Okay. And I wish I had a time machine to go back to the beginning of this production mm-hmm. and just slap him. I'm like, <laughs> no. That's a bad no, director. Put that down. You don't know how to work. You, there's too much power. You have the... No one man should have all this no power. No one man should have all this power. Kanye said it best. And if you're going <laughs> to make the Power Rangers into a movie, you, you, can't, you can't do this. So you're already I'm not already, on board with this. I'm already tipping my hat, ain't I? Uh, you, historically, we've been against childhood reboots, the nostalgia trip for... Hollywood movies. I'm trying to think of a nostalgia movie, mm-hmm. a nostalgic movie that I loved and enjoyed. Because I did not like the Ninja Turtle movies. Right. I did not like the Transformer movies. Mm-hmm. How about uh, Battleship? I didn't even see Battleship. Okay. That wasn't even on my radar. Because yeah. I wasn't playing Battleship the game. I was like, you know what would be great if there was a movie about this? What about the Garbage Pail Kids movie? I mean, that was in the 80s. I guess that's true. <laughs> that came out on the top. Uh, the Troll movies I didn't see. I bet you I don't like that movie. Probably not. I was in the Trolls, though. The only one I can think of, to be honest with you, is they, a couple years ago they did like a remake Winnie the Pooh animated movie. Mm-hmm. And that was the best one. It okay. was like it captured the style of the original uh, books and original Disney movie. And that's the only one I can really probably get on board with. And I think the key to that success is they're true to the spirit of their original. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem with all these ones is none of them seem true to the spirit. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're definitely trying to carve their spot in a 2017 atmosphere. Yes. Like, well, okay, kids... Today, how are they going to relate to these Power Rangers? Because it's kind of funny. Like, do you remember the do you remember the advertising campaign for this? Or at least it was in the intro of the mm-hmm. show, the theme song where it establishes like what Power Rangers the show is all about. Where Zordon is like, "We got these five teenagers with attitudes." Yeah. And I was always so disappointed that the kids were like way like super polite, and they they didn't really have attitudes. They weren't like no. Bad kids. They just hung out at a burger joint all day, like the dancing California Dreaming Crew. Yeah, and like all I remember is Zach, the real Black Ranger. Mm-hmm. Real Black Rangers lives matter. Um, Jesus. <laughs> um, I just loved. It. He was my favorite character because he was just like he just was like a break dancer. Yeah, and he and his like. Fighting style would just be like breakdancing. Yeah. I was like, that's the most amazing thing in the world. That's cool. That's fine. But they just, they weren't like belligerent teens. And like this 2017 version of the Power Rangers, like, okay, let's connect to these kids. Let's make them like bad kid, like yeah. detention kids. Let's make them the breakfast club. They're the breakfast club. Yeah. And like the characters even say like, oh, we're all screw ups. Yeah. We don't know each other, but we're screw ups and we're, we, that's how we're we'll all bond. here together. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense. So here's the beginning of this trailer. They're all together for some reason. Maybe Detention, I think. Maybe oh, it's you like, mean why they're out in the in, in the like the mine, the caves or a whatever? cave? Yeah. yeah, it's like unless it's like Harry Potter world where 
Harry and his friends get detention. There's a forbidden forest, and they're not allowed to go in there, so mm. they get detention, and the detention is go into the forbidden forest by yourself. So mm. we might be getting a similar vibe with, like, all these kids get detention, and they're like, all right, go in this dangerous mine shaft by yourself. Maybe. As punishment. So they all get there, and they find an alien spaceship and these special rocks. Which is their their morphin... What were those fucking things called? Uh, morphin time... Uh, no, they had a name. The little belt buckles. They were always, like, uh, bitching about when they lost them, or, like, when... The coin went in the fucking... Belt buckle. Yeah, I I know what I know called? what you you mean. I, it's a belt buckle. It's a power buckle. Jesus Christ, we're doing a disservice to this review by right, not knowing no, this no. shit. Here, I will look this <laughs> up right now. The belt buckle is called morphers. Okay, well, whatever. They find their morphers in this cave, and uh, they start developing special superhuman strength and jumping ability. Based on being in proximity to this yeah, thing Yeah, we've seen this in a million other... It's a superhero origin story. Yeah. They find the thing. It's their destiny to do it. And they, they always do the scene where they try to jump over they try, something They big. try out their powers, and they're jumping in the city, and they're crashing And they into, can't control their jumps. They crash no into the garbage No one can ever can. control their jumps on their first time jumping as a superhero. Spider-Man can't control his jumps. No. They do it in every movie when he learns his powers. He's like, I can't control my jumps. Can't control my jumps. These guys, they can't control their jumps. No one ever can. What's the fucking deal? How I much think, harder is it to jump and land? I mean, what they should do is they should go to that trampoline zone. Exactly. Get the jumps out. Get your jumping skills together. And that's step one. Then eventually, they come in contact with Zordon character in the little... Yes, Ranger Palace, whatever. This is Brian Cranston, uh, oh, Breaking, Breaking Bad, Bad Godzilla. Wow. Okay, so he's Zordon. He's Zordon. Who's who's Alpha? Who's doing the voice oh, of Alpha? This robot, robot man. All right. Uh, Alpha's not a, the lady either, because like, ay ay ay, Rangers, right. we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. I am Alpha robot. I'm so panicked. It's like C three PO. Right. This one's just like, hey guys, hey Rangers. I have a new mission for you. <laughs> there's, uh, there's trouble downtown. What, like, okay. Whoa, Alpha, what's what's going on? Uh, Bill Hader, okay. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, I didn't get that vibe. No, I didn't either. All right. It's so, a good impression. <laughs> yeah, I nailed uh, my hater. Let's just cut the bullshit. Mm -hmm. Here's the problem with these movies. With movies like these, they're capitalizing on nostalgia, right? Yes, from our generation. From our generation. We're like 30-something people. We're like 300 years old. We're 300 years old. And they're like, okay, these people have cars now. They can come to our theater. Let's Mm -hmm. get them in here. Right. The problem is when you watch this trailer, you're smashing all of my nostalgic dreams because nothing looks the same or even right because it's all slick and transformers looking it's either you got to do two things you got to make it look like the original Mm. or you have to make an improvement of the original right and i don't think they did either of these things but they're trying to just make it look like the other robot movie that sold a bunch of tickets last summer yeah so they can get kids to go see it just based on that's the big movie that's coming out right yeah, now. Yeah, and that's the other problem with these movies. 
all the designs look like nothing. Say what you want about the original Power Rangers, because they are cheesy, and they are goofy, and they are dumb. Right, why do they have metal helmets, but, like, spandex Yeah, but clothes? when I look at the original, uh-huh. I know what they are. Yeah. Like, oh, the Black Ranger has a Mastodon on his head. Oh, the Red Ranger has a T-Rex on his head. Oh, when they turn into the little Dinobots... I know the Yellow Ranger is a saber-toothed tiger. Mm -hmm. And then when they become the Megazord, I see how they all connect. I see... The seams. I see, yeah. I see Goldar, Uh who's the main bad guy. Uh I see what he is, like what creature he is. When I look at this trailer, all I see is a big glowing tin monster. Right, no production design put into these. When I look at their costumes, I see the... Phone. I see the Android phone, <laughs> and that some little girl bedazzled. Yeah. When I look at their Megazords, I don't know what they are. They look like Transformers. Right. They look like Transformers are kind of a weird Voltron kind of hack design. Yeah. And so I made you watch, as an experiment, the toy commercials for the original Power Rangers and this new line of Power Rangers. Yeah. For and, the- what, and what was your thoughts on those commercials? Well, are we going to link those into the description? I'll link them, yes. Okay, cool. So the original one, I remember just fucking wetting my pants over when I'd see those as a kid, just being mm-hmm. like, I, I need all these toys. This is the coolest shit. I had all those toys. I didn't really get, I did, like, once the show came on, I was like, oh, this is whack. I don't want the toys anymore. <laughs> but they they got me good with their original marketing campaign for this. And it just looked, like, really fun. And the, the theme song is just this shredding guitar. And I'm, yeah. like, very, go, Power very into this. And one, what's great about the original toy commercial, too, is it looks... Movable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the pieces are like they're, they're very all articulate toys. Living thing. Mm. And then we switched to the new toy commercial. I didn't really get a sense that of they would just look like hunks of plastic. I wasn't. Yeah. I kind of checked out, but I didn't notice this that the severity of the tone of the commercial <laughs> was like highly like increased. The first one seemed just like fun and just like wacky. And there's its own little skit. Yeah, know? yeah. Like he busts through a wall and they're like the Rangers are like, Who's controlling me? Right. And it's a little kid. It's a kid. It. Yeah. Very fun like nineties toy commercial type vibe. And then this one, the narrator's extremely serious and he's like Now in these dark times more than ever, we need Power Rangers and it's like it's, like, totally got this, like, Trump's America type yeah. kind of vibe well, and to then, it. Like, and so one of the scenes, the toy pushes a button, and he, like, flips you off with a knife. A yeah. knife comes out of his fist, and it's like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> why is there a knife coming out of your fist, Power Ranger? And the narrator's like, you know, together we are more than when we're just one, and, like, all this, like... Real kind of odd, like... And the toys look dumb because, again, the monster doesn't look like anything. It's just a gold hunk of plastic. The Power Rangers, you get little, like, like the little rubber toys you find at the dollar bin at, like... Like, like the Muscle Men? Yeah, like the Muscle Men. Mm-hmm. They're, like, two ninety nine. They They give you, like, five of those that you just, like, put into the Robot. Power Zord. Yeah. And none of it looks fun. And so that kind of goes back to my point. You're not appealing to the old generation. Right. The new generation, none of that looks fun for a kid. Yeah, it's 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 like they've really given up on the idea. They're like, well, we need to we need to make pieces of plastic to sell. And that's kind of funny is like I kind of watched the steady trend of like when I was a kid, like the Star Wars toys and stuff, they were just like 
cheap as you could make them kind yeah. of things or G.I. Joe's or whatever. Then there was like this kind of renaissance of toy making when I, right at the time I got out of action figures and was kind of like, oh, I, I've discovered my penis. I'm just going to jack off all the time. I don't need toys <laughs> Hey, anymore. I found the ultimate action <laughs> yeah. figure, and, and this one's free. Exactly. And it comes with unlimited uh, coins. At, the, at that exact time, they really got like toys got like all these little kind of boutique designers to like be like we're taking action figure design very seriously and we're making them we're making not only the cool figures of the guys that you didn't get anymore and there's like trade magazines for them and like all these like little japanese like bootleg versions of all these like imports and stuff it's like this has fucking gone off the rails and i kind of thought that would have this steady like increase and now it looks like we're right back to just like not cheap as we can make them i remember bullshit Grade school, Power Rangers was like right on the end of my like peak. Like I can still be into these shows, mm-hmm. right grade spot before like okay, I can't really for talking about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. I remember one time I was in the bathroom practicing my Black Ranger moves, mm-hmm. and like a kid came in and like spotted me and like Power Rangers, that's me. Yeah, yeah. And I remember having all the toys, and the toys were awesome. Movable parts, they had the weapons, like they had pistols, they had like a battle axe. Sure. Uh, I had the Megazord. You could connect them like mm-hmm. they do in the show, and you could also play with them individually. Mm-hmm. Dokes your imagination, the amount of shit you can do with these things. The amount of things you can do with the toys, yeah, is unlimited. And mm-hmm. now the toys you get, like the movie... They're just so bland looking. They look like the toys that they give away in like McDonald's Happy Meals that are just like, this is as cheap as we can make this. Yeah, so I just feel for the generation today. But they don't fucking care. I mean, that's the weird thing. It's like, I feel like they're they're making these this toy line out of responsibility of like, well, the first one was based on a toy line or whatever. And like... We guys, we should make toys, but like, do kids play with toys anymore? They play Angry Birds. They, <laughs> they play, play Angry Birds. Yeah. They play Pokemon Go. Like, I don't know what they don't care about these action figures. Are kids more on the iPad and all that stuff because their action figures are lame? Because the action figures are lame, or is the action figures lame because they're like, oh, kids aren't playing with these anymore? That's a really I good mean, question. That's the that's the question we need to answer. Yeah. I don't know, but I I posit you this. Yes. If this was really kind of geared towards our age bracket being yeah. familiar with this franchise as our younger selves what if they didn't do it as teenagers what if they made the show with like the or they made this movie with like if not the original cast as as adults yeah like just like a timeline continuation where these like oh well when we were teenagers we were the power rangers and now we're just fucking 30 something <laughs> year old like shithead uh-huh. like we didn't grow up because we spent our whole youths and high school careers not filling out college applications, but, yeah. like, battling ice cream monsters and shit. I don't know any of my history. Yeah. I don't know my... I'm a fucking idiot because of this <laughs> robot and, and and Oz head. That, but I can fight other robots. That's all I have going for me. And then the robot drought happens, so they have, like, this long span of, like, I guess we just got to punch the clock and, like, work at Arby's or whatever. And then yeah. Rita comes back, or the Zed comes back, yeah, yeah. And, and they come to wreak havoc, and they're like, oh, well, we're not, we're, we're kind of out of practice with this shit. Like, would there be some kind of, like, mythological connection to our current atmosphere feeling of, like, I don't really know what I'm doing with my life. Like, could we cash <laughs> in on that 
with these rangers kind of going through the same existential crisis of like, what is my worth in the world if there's no monster to fight? I think it would be an interesting experience, mm-hmm. but as a blockbuster Hollywood movie, I don't think it will work. Well, yeah, but like, it's, maybe it's not going to work anyway. Maybe it's already, these kids are, well, it's a lost cause. I think you can make these movies work. I think you can make Ninja Turtles work. I think you can make Transformers work. And I think you can make this work. And I'm not just talking like, obviously they work blockbuster wise because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, making yeah. money, they work. But I don't think critically they work, and I don't think our generation nostalgic fans really love those movies. Like, maybe... Like, I don't think our generation is as excited about those movies as they potentially could be. Well, and that's, a, that's all I'm saying, is if they flip their target audience for them, would they get more but, out of the blockbusterness of it? But what do you want to... I feel like that's limiting your audience. It is, but it's yeah. also giving them the coolest version of the thing that you can because it's most meaningful to that group. This is the best example. I still think The Force Awakens is probably the best example of like bridging the gap between getting new people, new fans, mm-hmm. and also bridging the gap of making old fans happy. Like the first Star Trek reboot did too. Yeah, and like the f- first one. I think you do something like that where I, I think you do do five new teenagers, mm. but they can be kind of the same archetypes of the old ones. Mm. And there are changes that I think are good. Like, I think in the original one, they didn't get superpowers. It was just like, if they're in the suits, that's when that's what's making them strong. Uh-huh. And this one, they're like, they grow abs. Right, they want to cash in on that and Spider-Man and looking at himself in the mirror shot that all these <laughs> movies have. Oh yeah, that needs a potential ban list. Fucking hey. Um, but it makes sense because in the original show, like, they would fight out of costume sometimes. Yeah. And it's like, well, how are you fighting these monsters and you have no powers? So, like, well, they change, were good at karate and shit. So, some of them had karate, not all of them. Well, like, Amy was good at gymnastics, so yeah. obviously she's good at karate. <laughs> and Zach was good at breakdancing, so, so obviously, obviously he was good at karate. Good at karate. Yeah. Um, but, like, changes like those I'm cool with. I think the problem, too, is they don't embrace the cheesiness mm-hmm. of the first one. So this is a deadly serious trailer. Yeah. They don't play the freaking Power Rangers song. Well, they kind of, I mean, in that little 15-second teaser before the actual trailer begins, they did the thing where they emo-fy the couple notes of the main theme and get rid of that badass, just, like, bombastic guitar-shredding theme song from the original. Yeah. Which, fair enough, I guess it's, you know, follow the trend or whatever, but, like... Well, and then even like so, and then you got your know, like catchphrases like it's morphin time. Mm-hmm. Not you would think shit like that, you right? would think they would say that like like with some gusto, mm. but he like says it really like boring like it's morphin time. Like they're embarrassed of that's what it feels like with some of these movies. Oh, okay. Like they're embarrassed yeah. of like the stuff, and they're like. We got to make it gritty, yeah. so you can say the line, but just say it really serious. Like, Motherfucker, that's your source material. Like, I it's just, goofy. I just want to see one of these movies just embrace the original thing and be like, "Hey, I don't know if this will work, but let's just try to make a Power Ranger movie where it looks like the original and it's kind of like that middle ground of like cheese, but also like you know, it's believable, like, it's its own world. Yeah. So you kind of buy into it, and you're into the adventure. Like, it's like a like a Marvel movie, you know? Those right. movies are, at, 
at the very least, fun. But do you remember when in the first, was it the first X-Men movie or the second yeah. X2 where Wolverine's like, you know, they don their new costumes and it's just like the leather jacket version yeah. of X-Men and, and Logan's like, well, what were you expecting? Yellow spandex? And like half the audience is like, yes, yes, motherfucker, I expect the yellow spandex. You're Wolverine. Dipshit. Like, I don't want to see you in a in a biker jacket. It's just weird that that's where a studio think people are going to like get off board. Like mm-hmm. if they saw this trailer and like, oh, weird. Why is Wolverine in a yellow outfit? That looks stupid. I, that looks stupid. It's like. Dog, your whole trailer is stupid. Yeah. Like your whole, the whole like you're universe. in a magic universe. <laughs> the uni- the uniform is not where people are going to be jumping off at. Yeah, and then you like I don't I've never been to a comic convention. That's not true. I have been to a comic convention, but like I imagine you go to a comic convention and you see someone dressed up as a like right out of the comic book Wolverine, and you're like that's um, fucking cool as shit. And that's true too. Like I I go to the comic cons every year. Mm. I've never seen. The new renditions of a Transformer or like a X Men or like into that shit or like a Ninja Turtle. It's always it's the classic ones yeah. because they actually have a style to right. them. Yeah, they need to they need to stop having these like technology advisors on these movies that are like, well, actually, in about ten years when we have real Megazords, they're gonna look like this because that's the most functional. He's like, get that the fuck out of here. Just make a big, bulky, cartoony looking. Because even the bad guys, too. Like, the bad guys in this are just rocks. Yeah. And they're just, they're like actually just rock monsters, and they're just like kicking them, and rocks are coming off. And it's like, no kid in the world is getting excited about watching a guy beat up a rock. I was really pumped on the original series when you first saw Goldar, and then I was then consequently very bummed when he was always relegated to just being like standing in Rita's room like advising and shit and not actually doing a lot of the fighting but he looked so bizarre to my little kid mind seeing a blue monster cat man in a golden armor giant giant wings he looks so fucked up giant sword it's so like you know Japanese fetishized like uh, weird combinations of things that just like Stokes your imagination in an interesting way because just, like, that culture and how recombinant it is and juxtapositioning it is, like, really had an impact on my imagination because, like, you just wouldn't see shit like that in American designs of things. It was just, like, so bizarre. Yeah. And in this, you know, they do. They just look like molten nonsense blobs, and it doesn't have any type of, like, I have no recognition of it or no, like, it's just, I I see nothing. Yeah. It's like when Columbus's ships came to America and the indigenous people were like, I don't know. There's waves parting, but I don't know what's causing that because I've never seen a ship and before. And don't they do marketing for kids? Like, aren't in the marketing, are they showing them, like, here's a rock monster and here's, like, a giant gold thing and here's, like, the original Goldar with, it's like a cat man. Mm-hmm. Are the kids picking the rocks? Because that know. seems insane to me. I don't know. Also, like, part of the charm of the original, too. Like, the original is bonkers. Like, so Rita is, like, some astronauts find them in a space dumpster. Yeah. And open them up. And, like, all of them come out of a garbage can. And then Rita's, uh, her gimmick was, it was either hers or Zord, I believe. Zed. Zed, that's Mm. right. They had, like, clay 
figures of all the monsters. Right. And she'd like, make my clay monsters grow. And they'd, and they'd all yeah. would come alive. And so that was like a fun gimmick as well. Yeah, it was really weird. It's like she had these action figures that she could bring to life. Uh, and there was this whole kind of like universe of creatures that w- would fit these particular jobs to like defeat the rangers because they're yeah. at this level of weakness or like so-and-so's got a cold this week so we're going to send in like <laughs> inhaler zord or whatever or like they always had some fucking weird like pun off like oh we're working at the ice cream stand we're going to have like ice cream monster fight yeah like, for sure uh, that was just like so odd and unusual and I have a feeling this is not going to have the intricacies of that bizarre concept. No. Uh, are there even going to be putty patrols? Yeah, because that's this? the thing. Is it the putty monsters? I think the rock monsters are that's taking it. control of the putty they're monster. Like, they're like, fucking Play-Doh is dumb. So We're using rocks. <laughs> Kids don't like Play-Doh anymore. They just like rocks. Here's the thing. We've talked about this trailer for a long-ass time. Have we said one nice thing about it? Well, we also haven't said anything specific about the trailer itself. Like, <laughs> Jesus. We're very macro. I'm curious. I had a couple questions. Yeah. I don't know if you have the answers to. Let's Is there going to be a Bulk and Skull in this trailer? That's my question, too. We don't know. Is, like, Bulk and Skull are kind of the soul of those, that old cartoon as well. Like, mm-hmm. they're kind of the thread that holds it all together. They're, like, the comedy aspect, but also... You know, they kind of had a story, like an arc of like them kind of learning and wanting to help the Power Rangers, but also they were kind of the right. They liked bad the Power Rangers, too. but they were beefing with the kids who were the Power Rangers. Yeah, exactly. There was kind of a secret identity duality so, there. So that was like a fun thing too. It's just they take all the fun out of these movies, and in the end, you're not. They're trying to like appease, please so many masters, and in the end, they're. No one's getting anything. I don't think a kid looks at this and go, this looks like a fun movie. And I don't think an adult looks at this and goes, oh, I'm really happy they cleaned up those Power Rangers and made them super gritty. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my one thing I wasn't liking about the Power Rangers. The it's just too darn gritty or too darn clean. Um, I did like that there was one gag in the trailer where... The girl comes home, I think it's the Yellow Ranger, and she comes yes. home and she's talking to her little brothers or whatever, and she's like, ah, yeah, I guess I'm a fucking superhero now, and the mom comes in, she slams this piss test down on the <laughs> table, she's like, pee in that. <laughs> pee in the cop. That was pretty good. Uh, I like that part. The I'm black line, I guess, is fine, because it's kind of a throwback to, in the cartoon or in the original series, all the Rangers were weirdly based on... On race, yeah. So the, like the black the ranger, yellow was black, ranger was yellow Asian. was Asian. The pink so, ranger was the white girl. Yeah, and so that kind of pokes at that. Like those type of jokes are fine, and especially in the trailer, you probably want a couple of those. Mm. Um, the only character I think that looks good is Rita. Oh yeah, like you I don't think see... she just looks like a shit enchantress type. <sighs> She does look like it, but compared to everyone else, at least I can see her design and kind of get a feel for what she is. Yeah. Um, I liked how Jim Henson workshop the original Rita looked with her, like, labyrinth 
bag lady yes. kind of like big ass dress and her weird hair and troll had, doll hair. Yeah, and she had like the pointy hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. She looked wild as shit. Again, that's the thing too is like with all the media we consume, like we still remember those specific designs. Yeah, because they're so bizarre. Because they're so bizarre. And so like as a kid who's growing up who goes sees this movie, they're not gonna like be able to be like, hey, remember how the Blue Ranger looked like a blue iPhone? <laughs> like, I do want to talk about, is it Zordon? Yeah. His design, too, just looked like those, what are the things where you put your face in it? Oh, those little, like, the metal. spikes. Yeah, yeah, and then it, like, formed your face. Mm-hmm. He looked like one of those. Uh, Alpha Robot looked like a weird-ass, like, frisbee he- head with, yeah. like, eyes on it. I'm just confused about all the design choices for this movie. Yeah, we don't like it. We don't like it one bit. Um, Well, that said, I'm giving it a like a lot. (laughs) I wanted to ask you if if this goes well and they're like, you know what, we should do more of those teenagers who have superpower, kind of Saban type shows. Like, what other one would you like to see adapted to a movie? I think you do. So this is something I uh, found out. The director of this is cousins with the person who directed the first Ninja Turtle movie. Oh, the actual the, original? No, 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 no I wish. Michael Bay. But the Michael Bay 2014 one. Mm. So I think the next step would be awesome if they do a crossover Power Ranger uh, Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Which there is an episode of that. Mm-hmm. With the old designs, right? Which would be, which you should definitely uh, YouTube that if okay. you haven't. I'll look that up. Uh, also, it's weird too. I don't know if there's any comic nerds out there. DC's doing a new thing where all their superheroes are crossing over with old '80s cartoons. What? So there's a Batman slash Ninja Turtle crossover. Holy shit! And there's also a Justice League slash. Power Ranger comics. Uh, I was hoping you were gonna say Muppet Babies. Um, <laughs> and there's a and there's a Teen Titans slash Muppet Babies comic. <laughs> um, that's how do they negotiate the rights for those things? That's I don't so know. Weird. I haven't read those, but I really want to. I'm curious. I I kind of skipped by the whole trend when I was a kid, where it was like Alien versus Punisher and mm-hmm. like Batman versus Judge Dredd, or like any of these like weird uh, combination comics. I'd be curious to go back and read them now because now that seems like a fascinating idea. Yes. Um, there, there was, there was a. I saw recently. Um, I can't remember who was writing it, but somebody was mentioning that there's an Archie Jughead universe um, versus Predator comic book. Yeah, like, I'm very curious. Like, yeah, I'm happy they're bringing that back. Like, you might as well embrace the madness. It's fucking madness. Um, well, to answer my own question, I would really like to see a big bad Beetleborgs Hollywood retro treatment. I don't even. You I don't, don't know if I saw that one. All right, you and I are gonna Netflix some big bad Beetleborgs if it's still on there. Big bad Beetleborgs. I don't know if it was another Saban show, but it was definitely in that. Masked Rider, Power Rangers, uh, VR Troopers type of realm and design everything where Uh, like a lot of it... Voltron. Sure. Where a lot of it was shot originally in Japan and then they nabbed that footage and then recontextualized it with a bunch of like white actors to like fill in the storyline aspect. Sure, sure. So it's one of those type shows. They were big beetle robots, but 
in reality, they were kids who liked this comic about big <laughs> beetle robots who went to a haunted house and a ghost that looks like Elvis that behaves like Robin Williams, just like yeah. a spastic, crazy, like Jay Leno chinned, big pompadour hairdo ghost, blue ghost, grants them the powers to become the characters from their favorite comic book in this haunted house that's haunted by a werewolf and a vampire and a Frankenstein, just yes, inexplicably, yes, yes. who are their, like, alpha pals. Right, that's right, that's right? cool. Okay, and then there's a monster who, I don't remember this part exactly, but there's a monster who starts bringing other comic book villains to life mm -hmm. from these comic books for them to battle. And it's fucking insane. That's the kids awesome. have superpowers on their own. One can go invisible, one has speed, and one has strength or whatever. And then when they're in their suits, they have all these zords and all. It's just yes. like such a... It's it's so funny because if Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was kind of like the, okay, well, team robot type, it was kind of like a Voltron rehash or even maybe like a Ninja Turtles rehash, yes. Beetleborgs, Beetleborgs seemed like a... Like somebody from another planet trying to explain Power Rangers <laughs> to somebody from another it's different like planet. Telephone, yeah. Holy shit, it's so convoluted, insane. We'll have to watch some episodes. Okay, watch that. And then also, Street Sharks. Street Sharks, the movie? Yeah. Yeah, I'd be into that. Uh, so we rate Power Rangers? Let's do it. Sean, what do you give the 2017 reboot reimagining? Power Rangers. Um, was this the third trailer? This is the first trailer. We had some teasers. This is the first official trailer. No, it's not. That's really. Yeah. yeah the All other those one, other ones were shorties. I think that. Well, now the nowadays the trend is that teasers are like two minute trailers. Okay. Okay. But technically, I think this is the very first trailer. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say like from. It's, it's at least the first one that's revealed the bad guy and the Zords and all that. Right. Stuff. We got. We've seen this. The the like kids. Being hanging out kind and of getting the, the power, misfits. Yeah. Thing. yeah. So I thought this was an improvement of a trailer over those other tr teasers or whatever that I had seen. Yes, I liked what I saw a little bit more. Really stoked that they used the Kanye power song for <laughs> half the trailer. That was pretty good. Given the context of this, you know, terrible nostalgia binge that Hollywood is on. Out of principle, out of solidarity with original material, mm -hmm. I love robots. That's that's the bottom. Yeah. Heartbreaking, isn't it? That's heartbreaking. Yeah. Power Rangers, Sean. That was my jam they, in the day. They they all they they came to my door and opened a box and said, Free pepperoni pizza. Yeah. All you have to do is eat it. And I said, No. Or or you, you went in and you ate it and you're like yeah, I like pepperoni pizza, and guess what? Gluten-free. They Good. just played your ass. Yeah. And that's what this movie feels like. And guess what? No surprise, I'm giving it I Love Robots, but I don't like these robots. Nope. I don't like any of these robots. Design a real robot. Design Hollywood. a real robot. That's the only thing I ask. And this what's weird, too, is like I've kind of like browsed the internet, and by the internet, I mean like Reddit, mm -hmm. and people are into this movie. Really? And I'm like, oh, you know, it's just dumb fun. And like, oh, well, the original is not good. It's like, yeah, I get all that. Mm. But I can't get past any of these designs. Why don't they just do the same thing they did for the show where they they can cast, you know, their American actors for the 
teenager stuff, and then just ship the design <laughs> aspect over to Japan, get some cool fucking looking special effects and robots and yeah. stuff that look weird and wild and strange and memorable, and and do that same type of uh, chopping together that they did for the show that seemed to work. Because really here's well. the thing. None of these American movies are doing it. The only one I can think of that played it off well and that I liked was um, uh, Pacific Rim. Oh, yeah. And that one seems strange because you think I would hate it. Well, but, I, yeah, I certainly do. Uh, well, I give that one a pass because it does what Transformers didn't do. Mm. I know what the machine is. Yeah. Like, I get a look at it and I can tell how it all fits together mm-hmm. and how it functions. When it fights, I can see what's happening. Like, you see them punching, you see them moving, and you see them absorbing the hits. Right. Uh, They all have, like, cool weapons and gadgets. Basically, with these movies, I want them to be... Like, when I was a kid, I would set up the hugest battle scenes with my action figures. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what these movies are, right? It's like, if if you're a kid... You want to see the action figures come to life. And I think Pacific Rim is the only one that felt like, this is me as a kid playing with my action figures and they're coming to life. This one, like, maybe if I made my action figures out of, like, dirt and mud Mm -hmm. and, like, I was living in a poor African country (laughs) and all I had was clay, Mm -hmm. this would be my movie. But I'm not. I'm a rich spoiled American who grew up uh, with all of the action figures and and then I look at this and I no, nothing do, does it for me. I think to sum up this review <laughs> if... Yeah. Did that not do it with my... Uh, no, I mean absolutely. It's just to put a finer point on it. Yeah. If nothing else we've said or done on this trailer or on this podcast thus far has proved the fact more that you and I will die single... And unloved <laughs> and unsexualized and, yeah. and ungiven uh-huh. no attention by anyone we would ever want that from, based check, on the fact check, that check. we are adult pamper wearing children. Yeah. Uh, it would be this review. Yeah. There's a lot of whining. Everybody about- <laughs> will point to this. When we're on our deathbed being like, well, I never got my shit together. And they're like, yeah, motherfucker. Let me listen. Why don't you listen to episode nine of Movie Babies? Let me push play. I don't like how the toys are different. Oh, I my don't, God. I don't like that Goldar looks like a gold monster. My name's Kitty Pants. <laughs> yeah, we fucking suck. All right, that was Power Rangers. Or was it? Not my, not my Power Rangers. <laughs> I thought you were driving. Me? I thought you were. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Too hot to handle. Holy fuck, we did it! That's the episode. DJ Khaled. Is that the director of... What, from Triple X? Triple X. So, once again, if you like any of this nonsense that you hear, go ahead and subscribe to our iTunes. Give us a review of some type. Uh, rate us, what it have you. Check us out on moviebabies.com, Twitter, Facebook, Stitcher, whatever you want. We're on it all. All your support really helps the show and helps produce more episodes. And guess what? If you don't support it, we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, thanks again to listener Caitlin Argyle for suggesting that we review The Shack. If you want to suggest any other trailers that we review, unless your name is Jed Bailey, go ahead and hit us up in the comments section of our Facebook, and we might do that. Because when you don't have time to watch a two-minute trailer... But you have enough time to forget about the things that matter most in the current political climate for an hour, two hours. I don't know. You need a distraction? You don't want to face the hard severity of modern life. You don't want to make choices. You don't want to have to choose between justice and injustice. You don't want to look out for the common man. Listen to the movie, babies. Do, 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 do.